Doesn't seem like wherever you look, the news, uh, the radio, online, on social media, it seems that we're being force-fed a drip feed of dread as bad news from all over the world comes. Is this supposed to be how the end times are supposed to be? And is there any hope? We brought a guest in who's gonna give us the answer to that. Stay tuned. Well, folks, welcome to Prophetic Perspectives. We'd love for you to like, subscribe, and share the information below and help support this channel. Tim and I are happy to hear, have here Dr. J.B. Hickson of Not By Works Ministries. He's going to tell us a little more about the rising negativity that seems to be in the world and give us some hope that we have to look forward to in Jesus Christ. Thank you for joining us, J.B. Hey, great to be with you guys. Thanks so much for having me back on. And yeah, you know, there are a lot of uh, marketeers out there who are trying to use uh, the, the, the fear that's out there and all of the world events and the geopolitical events and those things to, to make a buck. And frankly, uh, you know, a lot of Christians, as I travel the country and speak, are kind of caught up in that, you know, and, but that's not the kind of fear the Lord calls us to have. And, and frankly, all of these things that are setting the stage for the soon coming of our Lord should fill us with, you know, exuberant hope. And we should be excited about it because number one, we're seeing the God's plan of the ages play out right before our very eyes. Number two, we're going to see Christ face to face someday. And, uh, and number three, it just means God's word is trustworthy. Everything's happening just like uh, he said it would. But nevertheless, there's definitely some, some things that I think believers need to be aware of and be prepared for. You know, Proverbs tells us that we should, when we see trouble coming, we should prepare for it. So my new book, and, uh, and in it, I kind of overlay some of the characteristics of the Antichrist that we see from passages like Daniel and uh, Matthew and Revelation, some of the things he's going to be doing when he uh, rules during that seven-year period after the rapture. And I say, if the spirit of the Antichrist is already at work among us, as the Bible tells us in 1 John, then we probably are going to see an uptick in some of those activities. And so uh, the big one that I deal with in this book is the spirit of pretense and deception. I call it the gathering cloud of deception. And we cover a lot of ground. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a, a long book, 300 pages, uh, but it, it reads very quickly because it's so snatched from the headlines. And I encourage folks to, uh, you know, check out the bibliography where I give, you know, 38 pages of bibliographic citations so you can do your own research. Certainly don't take my word for it. Uh, but, uh, but there's a lot going on in this world that we need to be aware of. Things are not always as they appear. And yet, as uh, Adrian Rogers once said, and we cite him frequently here, the world is growing gloriously dark. And that means for Christians, although there is darkness descending, there's doom and gloom all around us, we realize that it points to the soon return of our glorious Savior. And so our hearts are filled with joy in spite of what's happening in the world. And yet we're not Pollyannas. We don't have rose-colored glasses. We recognize the threats and the, the temptations and the distractions, even for those of us who have faith, but we have to redouble our commitment and encourage one another. So today we've been talking about Jeremiah, who was a prophet living in an era when Israel and Judah were being decimated, being carted off into exile, and yet he offered a message of hope, even as he warned of God's judgment, which was a message of doom. And even to those exiles living in captivity, he told them to thrive and to be a blessing 
even to that pagan kingdom. So those messages resonate even today for Christians. Absolutely. I mean, the parallels between Jeremiah's day and ours are, are quite striking uh, indeed. And, uh, you know, there is a lot going on in the world. Things are kind of falling apart. We're losing our freedoms. The Constitution is being shredded. The Bill of Rights is, is fading away. We're, you know, we're seeing all kinds of censorship and persecution. Uh, and, you know, uh, countries that previously uh, did not have or were not known for uh, Christian persecution are, are now really, you know, doing that. Places like Canada, New Zealand, Australia, and others. And so I think uh, it is, I love that phrase by Adrian Rogers, it is kind of an opportunity to just uh, be confident and know uh, who's in control and to just eagerly look up and be watchful. You know, uh, Paul says that, you know, the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. And so in my, in my book, what I'm, I'm trying to do there is certainly not sound some kind of a, a alarm that leads to panic, you know, woe is me, the sky is falling. I'm saying, no, this is all part of God's plan. And even though we touch on some pretty edgy subjects and topics, some will resonate with some readers, some will resonate with others. The fact of the matter is, it's all part of this plan of the ages, this cosmic struggle between Satan, who's been trying to take over the world since he got kicked out of heaven. And since he couldn't have the throne in heaven, he says, I'll, I'll take the earth. And it's, it's boiling up and boiling up, and it's going to reach a climax at the Battle of Armageddon when, uh, when Satan is imprisoned for the next uh, thousand years. So uh, these are exciting times to be alive. Um, but yet there's some practical things that we talk about in the book that, that we should wake up to and be aware of if we're going to abide these, uh, these, time, these times of, the, of our age. I think the song a few years ago said, they will know we're Christians by our love, and that's actually a biblical sentiment. But I think they will also know we are Christians because we are not shaken we are not stirred. In other words, we stand firmly on the rock and we will not fear. In other words, regardless of circumstances, we have supernatural joy, and that can be a beacon of light and of hope to people in a very dark world. Absolutely. Yeah, we want to be 007 Christians is what I've heard it called. We, we might be shaken, but we're never going to be stirred okay, from our, all right. uh, There you go. The prophet Jeremiah, uh, his message wasn't very well received. I think they even dropped him down a slimy pit for a while and dragged him out. Uh, today, Christians seem to be treated that way too. We're dropped down a gaslit hole where our materials disappear and social media where we're banned. Can you give us some practical things to close with about how Christians can live in this time and be a salt and light in this dark age? Yeah, I mean, the passage that comes to my mind is also uh, Romans 9 through 11, where Israel is, you know, fallen, but not utterly cast down. God has a future for Israel, and He has a future for every individual believer as well. And so, you know, if the Lord tarries His coming, uh, we may face some unprecedented persecution in our country, um, but that's okay. We're not entitled to, to not suffer. Our brothers and sisters in Christ for the last 2,000 years of church history uh, throughout the world have faced unspeakable uh, suffering. And so, uh, you know, we, we, our faith is in the Lord. And, uh, you know, we will be, uh, we may face some suffering, but we're going to be confident, hold, hold firm, be steadfast and immovable. And uh, we pray that the Lord will come back soon. Uh, we pray that we'll meet him in the air. But uh, if not, we have a job to do. God will leave us here precisely as long as he needs us here in his plan of the ages and not one second longer. But until he comes, we need to be busy uh, doing the work uh, of the Lord. You know, in Luke 19, uh, the disciples thought the kingdom, Israel's kingdom was going to come immediately. 
uh, the Bible tells us, Luke 19, 11. And Jesus reminded them, no, no, not so fast. I, you've got a job to do. The king's going to go away to receive the kingdom. But while I'm gone, come back. Uh, before I come back, while I'm gone, be uh, busy doing what I want you to do. So we need to stay busy sharing the gospel, studying the word, uh, falling in love with our Savior. And, uh, and if we stay rooted in the word, I think uh, we won't have any worries with fear. 